Well, hello there, and welcome to Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. We're so happy that you're here today. Ah, that's good, Joe. You did it! Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee. Great job, everybody. This is the last mission together, isn't it? You are too late. The war is over, and you've lost. Get ready! Now! This is what we were fighting for. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the series finale. GBN presents Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. Today's binge? Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Welcome back to Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. I'm Martin. And I'm Kathy. And we are right into the last two episodes of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And so far, what have we learned? We've learned that uh, that Malik is a jackass. And we've also and learned... a freaking liar! <laughs> and a filthy, dirty, stinking liar. Right. And we've also learned that um, uh, so, uh, something very space age is going on with the whole... Uh, um, uh, What's her name? The um, who are we talking about Sybil? Or are we talking about yeah, Sybil? Sybil. So I guess Sybil's now a uh, life model decoy of some sort, and he's uh, got a body again. To yeah, at some point she has some kind of something going on. There. And, and we know that uh, they injected Gemma with something supposed to dissolve her implant to try to figure out where Fitz is at. Right. See, because right now she doesn't remember Fitz. Correct. So, uh, although I did think it was kind of. Uh, Cute when he was talking to Jim and Deke about uh, that the Chronicoms would have a better luck at getting out uh, where Fitz was. He said mm-hmm. because uh, it wouldn't be because um, he's not such ham-fisted and stupid and everything. <laughs> right. Basically, he used lots of good words for her. Right, so, I am. I mean, right. So uh, he talked about pretty good for they got shoved into the cell. Yeah, uh, that was awesome. So we'll uh, go back and watch that and give you all the details. Right, give you exactly uh, details of what he said, right? Because that was great. Yeah. Uh, and we do know that the uh, Zephyr has, I mean, the Quinjet docked with the Zephyr, and everyone's cleared out of the Zephyr. So right. it's just Max, Sousa, and Daisy. Right. And they're basically just uh, trying to see if they can scan the Chronicon ship to find out where their people are. Right. And that's and where, that's kind of where, where we're at, at at the end of the first. Uh, Commercial, right? The first commercial. Okay, first commercial break. We were going to do this live, but you know, we don't know what we're doing. Right, and so and so anyway. So um, we'll see what happens next. Wow. (laughs) Next commercial. Okay, here we go. That was bad. Uh, They're trying to demolish the lighthouse, and so who's uh, trying to demolish the lighthouse? Well, actually, Malik is, except but uh, via. Garrett. Garrett, right. Who set up explosives along, around the Right, and he, he had um, probably already put about 10 or 11 of them up, and he had 12. And I think they had one or two left in his sa- in his sack. I couldn't tell. And, and basically... They, they, they put the thing that Fitz had um, designed to keep Gordon in one... The original one, Gordon. <laughs> the ori- yeah, Gordon in one place so that they could get catch Garrett and put actually put that thing on his person so that um he can do his uh disappearing act so they got it they got it on him 
and he tried to zip out of there and he couldn't. So he calls Malik to tell him, Hey, I'm going to need about 10 more minutes to finish putting these bonds up. And he said, nice knowing you. Thanks for your service. So basically he's going to blow them anyway. So uh, did we say that, uh, um, Malik's a piece of crap? Cause well, he's he, still we, are, we already know he's a piece of crap and he's not, yeah, he's just a piece of crap. He, I, and L and in the meantime, he's told, um, uh, Daisy's sister, who's what's her name? Cora. Cora told Cora that um, Daisy was a basically um, a bad person, and they needed to destroy her. And uh, oh yeah, by the way, oh I'm going backwards in this yeah. show only because I just had to tell you what just happened. Anyway, th this is terrible. We th this is not. We are always much more prepared than this. Um, no, you're doing I fine. should I should just tell Martin to do the, the talking, but I wanted to talk. No, that's fine. So anyway, <clears throat> um, uh, so what's, what's, the, what's the lady? What's so, the lady's? What's the lady's name? That's the um, Sybil. Sybil. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Sybil um, has uh, looked and said it's an 11 percent chance higher that they will uh, get the information about if Fitz is alive or dead if they leave Daisy Johnson alive and she is able to talk to, um, we're going to go, we got to go. Um, anyway, um, uh, uh, stay, stay alive. If they, so that when she talks to Gemma that she'll get that information. All right. That's about it. <laughs> we got to get back to the show. Okay. Commercial. Okay. Okay. So where we're at now is Gemma, the, implant has been dissolved and she's slowly starting to remember things. Right. Sybil is trying to extract Fitz's location. Correct. Uh, Daisy has rescued uh, Gemma, Gemma and uh, Deke. Even uh, Yeah, even Deke. Yeah. But, of course, Gemma keeps stopping because she keeps remembering more things and Daisy's trying to keep her moving. Uh, in the meantime, at the lighthouse, they had blown the bottom of the lighthouse, but thanks to Yo-Yo, who was able to move most of the explosives into one area instead of spread out like they were, uh, it didn't take down the lighthouse, but it did trap them in place. Right. Uh, Garrett was, was injured. injured, but they <laughs> reluctantly may, uh, patched him up. Yeah. Uh, so now he's really yeah. Right, so now supposedly he's mad at Malik, which he yeah. should be, and is going to be one of the good guys. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so in Yo-Yo's reconnaissance, she injured herself by running in probably at high speed into yeah. a piece of rebar, which is of course you know with the base all blown up. That's probably all all over the place. Right. Uh, so I said Daisy's leading uh, Gemma, Gemma and, and Deke, Deke, and they run into Cora. And of course, Sybil did not want Daisy stopped because she knew this was the best way to extract the information from Gemma. Because she knew that Gemma would just start talking. Right. And then she'll start figuring things out. And she knew this was a way to get to her. And now Cora has stopped them. Yeah. Uh, and of course, now Sybil is irritated. questioning Malik why, why that happened because he, she gave specific orders not to impede Daisy. Right. Uh, and of course, Malik didn't follow yeah. those orders. And so he, yeah. And that's pretty much where we're at to this point. Uh, um, that's so it. That's it. all bad. So we'll, bad. we'll be back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right, you go. You go. <laughs> no, you turn. tell. You tell. You tell. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to turn. I don't want to turn. I don't want to turn. I mess up my turns every time. You do it. Okay. So, uh, Mac and Sousa, of course, decided they were going to put the 
chronicoms that tried to take over the the Zephyr to use because he Mac knocked him up with one of those rods that uh, sent out a cork. So they basically wired him up, ideally, basically to as an explosive. Uh, but what they ended up doing is strapping him to the missiles from the Zephyr, right? Which is pretty cool, actually. That, yeah. Uh, of course. Daisy, when Daisy was confronting... He duct taped them. Duct taped them. That was right. awesome. Right. But anyway, so uh, Daisy was confronting Cora and basically kind of talked Cora down into letting her go. Of course, uh, basically, because, you know, Malak had been lying to her all this point. Right. Uh, so anyway, so they got onto the Zephyr and they went ahead and strapped the Chronicons to the missiles and were able to blow the bay doors and the Zephyr was able to escape. In the meantime, Malik came up. Sybil is basically dressing Malik down because she said, we should have known where Fitz was because you interfered when I told you not to. Now that time has passed. And Cora was still standing there. So he came to Cora and asked her what happened. She goes that, you know, Daisy's not a bad person. person. I, I couldn't do anything to hurt her. And he said, oh, really? Well, and then he basically, I think he stunned her. Yes, but he, I, he shot her and then uh, had her locked up. Her, yeah. Uh, this is where... What I told you before this thing started, I think, is it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but so Cora has been locked up. Uh, Malik is telling Sybil, well, we need to look at the time stream again because uh, not admitting that he screwed something up. The uh, Zephyr has escaped from the Chronicon ship. And meanwhile, on the lighthouse, because they couldn't get out, they had to trust Garrett to get them out, and he transported them back to the bar, right. the shield bar, and the minute they did that, they, the, somebody they, shot... Uh, uh, Garrett, right in between the between eyes. Between the eyes, and just from a glimpse, it looks like it might have been Trip. This would be so cool! Okay, so, so we're gonna we find can't out. tell yet. Right. We'll we find out yet. in that's, the next second section. So uh, that's kind of where we're at at this point, mm -hmm. and... Uh, it's no, so exciting! No nerves here, and uh, <laughs> we'll... Get back to you right as soon as uh, after the next. Here we go. Okay, you all right? Okay, so uh, apparently, at least as they explained it, uh, once uh, they ended up at the bar, apparently all these people that were in the bar that shot Garrick, oh, oh well, uh, were agents of Shield that were told to. There was a signal being sent out that Colson picked up. That was telling all these people to come to the bar and bring things that they were told to hold on to for years, right? For, you know, and to bring to the bar when they got the signal. And they didn't know what they were. They never even looked at them. They said they were in a box. They were in a satchel. They were in different pieces, but they had no idea what they were. From all kinds of years, right? So anyway, so they're bringing them all there. In the meantime, uh, Gemma. Daisy and Deke and Mac show up and Gemma even though she's still having trouble remembering everything remembers all these pieces and starts just immediately putting them together she doesn't know why she's doing it she just knows that they're all married she called it married they all go together so she put them all together and then she realized it was missing a piece so at that time another gentleman an older gentleman came in he said that he had another piece. I was sorry he's late. That I can't remember. He said the bus broke down or mm -hmm. something like that. And it was like a tuning fork. And she, Gemma, used that to activate the device, which opened the basically almost like the trap door that uh, Koenig used right. at the bar, exactly. which had a whole nother 
set of uh, electronics, but had a slot for the device that she built. Right. So she put it in there and nothing happened. And as she's sitting there thinking about it, she remembers that she's married. She takes her wedding ring off, puts it in the machine, and it works. And it activates the portal on the top. And down comes Fitz. Final look. But uh, unfortunately, Gemma still does not know who Fitz is. Right. Which apparently Fitz was not quite prepared for because, or maybe he was prepared, prepared for it bit. and kind of thought that it would, maybe it wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of where we're at at the end of the first half. <laughs> uh, so uh, yep. we got a whole nother final episode to go. Uh, and we finally found Fitz. It only took uh, 12 episodes. <laughs> uh, and he looks rather uh, thin. <laughs> course uh, that might have been for the role he was doing let's just not talk about it and see what happens next because i'm very are you, are you emotionally just i'm emotionally disturbed okay that's all right uh so we're here at the first end of the first <laughs> we're in, so back at the first, yeah, the first half, half. and uh we'll join it right back again shield is at zero and the other people are at zero because really it's a tie score right now so uh, we'll see what breaks the tie going into the second half. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, we're, we're laughing at Director D. Uh, <laughs> so basically what they decided uh, and what uh, Fitz had deci- uh, figured out is that they originally had designed this thing to be able to take the Zephyr back to their normal time. Uh, but Colson and maybe rightfully so said that we can't they can't just run back to their current uh, time and leave the chronicon you know the, this timeline to deal with the chronicons right because they're getting ready to take over everything so basically Deke described a way that they could jump back to their time but take the chronicons back with them right but for that to happen somebody had to stay behind and Col- and Susa was going to do it but of course. Susa would not have been able to do, to no. do it. Susa's, his thinking was an appropriate thing, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm from out of time anyway, right. so uh, I'll just stay back here and where I'm more comfortable anyway. And right, and of course, if you're a woman over forty dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Deke said no, because number one, you don't have the scientific knowledge to do what needs to be done, and he does. Uh, Plus, he didn't want to... And this probably was hard on Deke because he liked Daisy. But he said, obviously, you tour get a thing so uh, I'll stay behind and as long as Fitz no, and Gemma do what they need to do uh, right. the, he'll come back eventually anyway right. uh, so he stays behind and they install the device that Gemma put back together onto the Zephyr and they you have to trigger it from both ends from on the Zephyr and where Deke is and they did so the Zephyr went back in time and took the Chronicons with them Right. And Deke was left alone in the bar with all those shield agents and they asked Deke if he was now the Got new head man and he said, I, yes I am. Yes I am. So, <laughs> so, so Deke, perfect. Yeah, so Deke's still being Deke. Uh so now he's <laughs> director Deke. <laughs> yep. 
Director D. Maybe he's going to ditch that band thing and just go with the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which, uh, of course, now, if you do that, you leave that, when they go back to the regular timeline, now, is that an alternate timeline, or do they I go back? I, I don't know. I don't know now. As far as, I, as far as the timelines go now, there's all kinds of screws. Well, I know Fitz described it as a branch off, so I don't know if that's right. just one branch that when they went back to their time, that branch is off on its own tangent and doesn't affect what goes on here. That's kind of the idea I got. I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, we're into the final episode. That's where we're at. So we'll catch you on the next turn. Want to take a stab at this? No, <laughs> I don't. You go ahead. Basically, what happened is what we predicted from the beginning when Fitz did not show up. He basically recapped everything that happened from when uh, Enoch found, saved uh, Fitz and Gemma from the Chronicoms. When he was wearing the other Chronicon skin, right? Uh, basically, as we said, that they uh, basically stayed in a time where they could take all the time they needed to design all the uh, the time jump equipment and everything to get taken care of. And but they took the time to go ahead and live their lives. But at this point, Gemma rem remembered most of this, but there's still something she hasn't remembered. Uh, in the meantime, Malik is pitching a, uh, a hissy fit uh, because he thought that he, they should let him go in there and take care of everyone. And Elder because said that he could rule the world, which, which, we're, which uh, is world, what is really it? rule the universe, I guess. Well, which is what he wants to do, though he they quickly changed himself that he's going to save, save the universe. Save it, yes. Uh, no. So, uh, and of course, Sybil is predict, uh, putting up predictions to him, and he said that none of that stuff matters anymore. So he goes back to where Cora is and is telling them to hook her up because he's going to drain her power, which actually makes sense because, like I said, in the very beginning where they're showing the fight between him and Daisy, uh, his eyes were glowing. And we kind of knew then the chances are he must have gotten Cora's power. Right. Apparently this is where that's going to happen. Uh, and so, they need Cora's power for... At least from what Fitz is saying. And, of course, he thought that uh, Jain was still going to be right. alive. Right. So obviously... Everything he predicted didn't come out quite the way he had hoped as well. Uh, but apparently, but apparently, whatever they need, they need they need chorus power to uh, to get back everybody get back to their original timeline. Though it sounds like I don't know what part of that original timeline they're talking about. I don't know, though. but it sounds like there's going to be a sacrifice that would have to yes. be made here somewhere. And they've, they've all discussed exactly what they're doing. So we'll right. find out uh, after the next commercial. Right. Maybe. Uh, mind. <laughs> uh, I say mind. Yeah. Uh, Don't but, say that. No. But. Okay. Let's say that was a mind rip. Right. That's for sure. Uh, and now it kind of makes a lot of things make sense as to what was happening. At the end of season six. Yes. Whereas the at the end of season six, when Gemma showed up and she had all these people in blue hazmat suits, helping her come to find out those people in the blue hazmat set suits was them was Spitz and Gemma and Yo Yo and uh, Susa yeah uh, in the suits, and but they were told not to engage, not to talk, so they didn't know what was going on, and the two shots destroyed the temple right when the zephyr jumped were shots by the chronicons trying to hit the zephyr which uh, i thought that was them doing that yeah uh so uh while that was all going on the Ze i mean the 
Quinjet, uh, actually, the Quinjet went down there to give them the, to get them into the right. temple. The Zephyr that was in that timeline was the one that left out of the temple, while the Zephyr from the other timeline was up landed on, on to on the Chronicons. Right. And they went inside the Chronicon ship, and uh, <sighs> Mac and uh, Colson went infiltrated right. the ship while Daisy and was Daisy. taking Daisy was taking on some uh, other guys that she took care of. Correct. But Sybil caught a hold of Colson, and she said that the, she, he was going to be reassigned. So that doesn't sound good. Uh, in the meantime, Malik showed up with Daisy right after she finished off her people, and of course, just as we said, he has Cora's power now. But is right. that, now, at this point, we don't know if that means Cora's dead, or, or or he just took you know just enough of the power to do the job. Uh, but again, I would think he should have the same kind of problem that Cora did. Right. As far as controlling with, it. Because yeah. uh, she didn't, that was her whole problem. She couldn't control it. Right. Right. So I guess we'll see how that goes. Uh, but that's kind of where we're at at this point. All right. Okay. So basically, it's all good. <laughs> so what happened? It's no words. <laughs> Uh, basically, you see, uh, the Calvary came uh, for to help Colson, and uh, they kicked a bunch of Chronicon butt, and Mac saved Cora, and Cora uh, obviously didn't kill Cora, so they saved her enough because what she had to do was power up the system. Because what they basically ended up doing once they took out the rest of the Chronicons was they needed to change the chronicons on the lighthouse, basically to give them empathy. So that's why May stuck her hands in the machine and basically, in a sense, just reclassified them back the way they were before they changed them to hunters, really. Right. Uh, so uh, with Cora's help boosting the signal, they made all the chronicons basically dis you know, disarm because they said that they were friends as they've always been uh malik and daisy fought and basically daisy sacrificed herself so they could escape uh, and of course she was floating out in space the uh they picked daisy up and Cora was able to bring her back right so uh that's all it's all good now uh they were kept talking about what are we fighting for? Well, what they were fighting for was number one, to save Daisy. But more importantly, they were fighting because the pod that Fitz had uh, transported right. him on the other side of the pod, their daughter was in. Right. And uh, so they went and got her, and she's a beautiful little blonde haired girl. I didn't quite catch her name, though. I think it's the name of that um, planet. That the star. star. Yeah. Uh, and uh, all the scenes they showed to them when they were living their lives, when they changed the angle of from the original times they showed it, it was either her pregnant or them holding the child. And they were on the ship looking out at the stars. Right. She was on Fitz's lap. So uh, that, was, that was lovely. I'm very happy about that. So uh, we'll go back and get the final part of this, I'm assuming. Yep. Well, they said in the very beginning of season seven, the cast said that 
people were going to be satisfied with how it ended, and, and they were right. We even got a cameo by Lola. Uh, the Mac really jazzed Lola up. <laughs> Some kind of that's a hot ride. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's all great. They're all doing what they do. Uh, Daisy's with Cora and Sousa. They're doing well. Uh, Colson's just seeing the world, I guess, in, in Lola. Yep. <laughs> uh, May is lead, uh, teaching at the Colson Academy. Uh, and I see that uh, we have lost, I forgot the boy's name. Pebbles is what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's there. Yo-Yo's out in, uh, doing shield business. Max still, uh, I'm assuming, still the director. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a real Nick Fury kind of vibe yeah. with the with the jacket going on on the helicarrier. Absolutely. Uh, and it was it was a great uh, season, great series. Uh, anyone who's never seen it, you need to get on it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, <laughs> we're watching it again. But you know what? It's, it just, uh, it was a great, great finale. Couldn't have done a better job of that. See, and me, this is kind of what I want with finale. I wanted to be able to go away and feel like, okay. I'm I feel not, good about it. Yeah, I feel good about it. <laughs> nothing bothered me. Nothing to say, well, I hate that they did that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think I get the idea, these shows get the idea that you have to have some kind of tragedy or drama because there's no such thing as a happy ending. Right. There can be. Uh, it doesn't all have to be doom and gloom. And, 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 and the sad part of this was that they weren't all working together anymore. That was what where the sadness was in that ending. Uh, but the happiness of it is that they all had um, an opportunity to um, kind of go on their way in a good way, in a way that was good for all of them right and i also like basically how uh in a sense they were doing like a zoom get together Mm -hmm. they were social distancing in their their, uh chairs uh and uh yeah yeah. Uh, i got no complaints yeah it was great it was uh, awesome well if you had like i said and martin said if you haven't watched this uh this series of um fantastic this just is a great, great story. It's a great story that is very, um, very conclusive on many levels. It's, it never makes you feel wanting of a better explanation or a better, um, way that they put it together. It's just an awesome show. I, I don't know how, I don't know how you can't watch this and just enjoy the heck out of it every time. It's it's that enjoyable to watch. And of course, the advantage you have now that it's over is that uh, uh, once they put season seven out uh, on Netflix or wherever it's going to end up going, you can watch the whole thing without the year wait in between to find out what's going <laughs> to yes, happen, that's happen for next. Sure. Uh, you know, don't even have to deal with commercials. So, uh, yeah, uh, needs to say. Uh, once the whole set becomes available, you know, I've got actually, I think through season four, actually on DVD, uh, I need to get the Blu-ray set of the whole thing. I guess you can kind of see behind us. We kind of have a lot of DVD stuff. Those are all Jeffries. None of those are mine. Yeah, those sure are, they are. 
No, actually, most of those are Jeffries. The only ones that are minor in the cabinet in the next room. That's right. They're locked up. Yes. Jeffrey has to have a collection of all things. But anyways, that's that's here and there. So basically, I said that's ATC Performers of the Week, everybody. Cast, crew. Seven years, they've never let us down. But... In the meantime, we need to find more things to talk about. Uh, it'll yep. be the first time in 13 weeks or 12 weeks that we won't be talking Agent of the Shield next week. That's next true. Week. That's very uh, true. But there's still things out there we've seen. There's lots, There's plenty to talk about. And uh, it might be nice to talk about something else for a change. Uh, so we're going to find out. <laughs> Maybe. Or, uh, we're, or we're just going to keep coming back to this one all right. the time. Say, well, next week we'll do another recap. And then we're <laughs> going to start over at season one and start again. No, we were not going to do that. Um, so uh, until next week, this is Martin and Kathy. And we'll catch you on the next edition of Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. Bye. Bye. It's been our pleasure to present to you GVN's Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. We'll see you next time. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.